Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game podcast. As always, you already know, we do not take y'all new listeners giving us a chance and checking us out to see what we got to talk about. And we damn sure do not take our current and reoccurring This episode is special uh, for all our NFL uh, draft draft people out there. This uh, episode is specifically dedicated to the NFL uh, draft. Everybody and their mama obviously has their own mock draft. This person is going here. This person is going there. He say, she say, this person did good at their uh, pro day. Uh, but at Respect the Game podcast, uh, we have went through and simulated the first round of the NFL draft. Um, as you know, we've had a handful of takes already throughout the episodes. This episode 27, we've had a handful of episodes so far where we've said something way before everybody else. And these pro Hall of Famers from various different sports has went and said the same exact thing as us. So we're not saying that they're taking what we're saying. Uh, but we're just saying you can, you know, get ahead of the curve here at Respect the Game Podcast. Uh, so, man, uh, as always, uh, my name is Edward. That comes from a great decision made by uh, my mother to name me after my pops, my OG. Um, triple salute and shout out to my grandmother, too, because uh, she played a part in who I am today. Uh, probably going to also start to insert that in here. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, please make sure you go out, um, follow at EmacStats, E-M-C. S-T-A-T-S, um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, just type that in. You're going to get all your up-to-date sports coverage, whether that's high school, whether it's uh, pro, whether it's college. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to you straight. And so, yeah. Uh, but as always, again, nickname on the podcast is Nate Daniel because I am Nate Daniel without my brethren on this, uh, on this here podcast. So without further ado, uh, please introduce yourself to the people. And Sean Hart is a man, charismatic, good excellence, uh, well-rounded objectivity. Yo, it's uh, Black Peace, the one and only, the host the most, blows the most smoke already. Also the hip-hop plug, also the rap plug. Check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you already know what to do, baby. Throw. It's your boy, Coach Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I am the... Husband of Jordan, I'm the father of Harper and Deuce. I'm here to bring the controversy. I'm here to help you see things a little differently, <laughs> help you to reason out your thoughts. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm. Good evening, beautiful people. I am the one and only Sadistic Xavier Miles. And on behalf of me and the brothers, I want to say once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you and we thank you so much. Please continue to tune in and take it away, Christian. So I'm going to take it this time because for the second week in a row, we have a guest with us and uh, we have brought in a man that hails out of the great state of Louisiana, out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, went, moved to Florida, grew up in Florida, Orlando, then Jacksonville. This guy is a sports aficionado. He is a two-time state champion in football. He is a state champion in track and field. He went to school at the University of Florida to study sports management, interned all-pro sports <laughs> with some of the best sports agents in the game. 
decided to go on to law school at Marquette University and now works. I, I'm not going to say the company because he's up high in there. He don't, you know, but he up high <laughs> in one of these great big companies you guys would know of making big cheese. But he's a sports aficionado. My big brother, my day one from day one, Raphael Johnson. Hey, gentlemen, <clears throat> I appreciate the warm introduction. You know, Christian uh, did me did me well, and uh, I appreciate that. And uh, just happy to be here, man. Like Christian said, I, I've got a big sports background, um, have worked in, and been a part of sports damn near all my life. Uh, I hope I can, you know, use a little profanity um, on the of pod, course, you know, course, so yeah. I don't want you guys to get fined by the SEC or anything like that, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, so worked, worked in sports for a while, um, had the pleasure to, to work for a sports agency out in Denver, Colorado, uh, worked in the athletic, at the athletic department at the University of Florida when we had, you know, won a couple of championships in, in football and, and basketball, so, um, worked in minor league baseball for the Jacksonville Suns, who are now the Jacksonville Shrimp, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. So you know, been around sports for a while. Uh, big time NFL fan. Currently live in Chicago, um, and call that city home. So happy to be here, guys. Thank you. Right on. Uh, so real real quick, Rob. So like uh, the Jacksonville Shrimp was that like a diss or is that actually their mascot? That is actually the minor league baseball team in Jacksonville. That's their name, <laughs> Jacksonville that Shrimp. That is a horrible mascot name to the <laughs> Jacksonville Mind. By far, one of the worst. <laughs> By we far, also one have of the worst. Houston no shame. Skeeters, so uh, I don't know. Oh, that's the baseball team, the Houston Skeeters. I, I think I'll take Skeeters yeah. over uh, Shrimp any day of the week, personally. Yeah, I'll take Shrimp, <laughs> too. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right, uh, Ralph. So before we get into the draft, just like what, like what, it, where does your fandom lie? What is your sports bias lie? Like, like wh whether it's basketball, football, well, we can start with football. Like, what team are you rooting for? Who is your favorite player? Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Like, like, w w how do you feel about those things? Uh, absolutely, man. I, I'm a big fan of the game of football. You know, it's what I grew up playing. Um, favorite football team that I'm, I'm following constantly 24-7 has to be the Florida Gators. You know, I'm a big-time Gator fan, so uh, that's where, where the college football allegiance lies. Uh, when it comes to the NFL, you know, I, I, we grew up in Jacksonville, so, you know, of course, support, support the Jags, uh, but I'm a big Saints fan, man, so who that? Uh, that that's where it lies, but uh, I currently live in Chicago, like, literally blocks away from Soldier Field, so um, you know, had the opportunity to, to work in some capacity around the Bears organization um, and doing some work, you know, through and, and, and with and for them. Um, so, you know, uh, by allegiance, you know, I, I have to support the Bears too. So, uh, so, so those are definitely probably the three squads that uh, I kind of rep in the league right now. This uh, definitely isn't going to be your uh, last time on the podcast. We're definitely going to bring you back on as the Respect the Game podcast grows into um, our sports betting segments. Uh, oh, for you, sure. You, like uh, Sean, like Sean Hart Izzo, uh, Sean Hart Izzo bets on games, uh, you know, I guess for recreational purposes uh, often. Uh, so, um, Vegas as well. 
my boy, he does Vegas as well. So obviously we're gonna bring you on when we start talking about betting and so on and so forth. Absolutely. What is I know you bet, you know, uh, pretty consistently or you do it for fun. Can you disclose how much what's the biggest amount you've ever lost or the biggest amount you've ever won, like in sports betting? Can you disclose that number? Or a ball? I think you you, you I froze a little bit. You froze a little bit, E, but I will not disclose those facts. <laughs> All right. I just had to. I just had to ask. I had a couple. Had a couple parlays out here before. You know what I'm saying? But uh, okay. but yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. Nah, definitely, definitely, man. Uh, but yeah, man, so uh, to all our listeners out there, right, so like we said uh, early on, obviously everybody and their mama has their own mock draft and simulation. Um, part of me personally, I feel like it's these uh, media's company's job to hype up this player one week, then hype up the next player the next week and so on and so forth to keep you as a watcher and keep their ratings up and keep you engaged and make sure you want to tone in uh, during the NFL draft. So sometimes I feel like the critiques and the uh, evaluations are really just like fluff and sometimes it's just to make up space for the airtime that they have. Um, but uh, here on the Respect the Game podcast, we have all taken five to six teams and we have decided to be the GM for those teams uh, for this year's uh, 2021 NFL Draft. Respect the game, Mike Draft 2021. Uh, so, yeah, man, we'll just get into it. First pick on the board was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian had control of that team. Who did you go? Who did you decide to go with, Coach Johnson? Went with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Has been no secret. Uh, you know, we we've said that it's the reason why Urban came to Jacksonville. And um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, but at the number at the number two pick, uh, the New York Jets had that pick. Uh, Sedacious was controlling that team. Uh, Sedacious, who did you decide to go with at the number two pick, and why? Uh, I went with Devontae Smith. And um, why? Because I feel like he's dynamic, and he's gonna add to the. Jets dynamicness, even though they have none right now. And also, um, I'm looking to I'm looking to maybe use him to as collateral for something else later. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. So was that like so was that like a chess move or like are you banking yes. on or you banking on Devontae staying with the Jets? Are you using him for bait to make some other stuff happen for you? Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking to use that as a, a centerpiece for a blockbuster move I'm hoping to make. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, third pick, San Francisco 49ers uh, via Houston. Uh, Coach Johnson was also controlling the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Coach Johnson, who did you decide to go with at the number three pick? I went with uh, Zach Wilson. Um, now, mm. uh, you know, uh, on our board, he's the second best quarterback. And... Uh, if people go back in my Twitter, when the, when the 49ers uh, traded up to number three, uh, I actually tweeted out that this would be a possibility because I knew that the 49ers and the Eagles both had ties to the brass in uh, New York, and both of them were trying to get to number three pick. So my assumption was if they're both trying to get to number three, neither one of them are trying to get to number one or number two, they must know something about what's going on number two. And that means that it might not be a quarterback at number two that's being taken. So, um, hey, Zach Wilson is the quarterback of the future here. Um, 
So, you know, Matt, Matt LaFleur has Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay doing uh, great things with this offense. And now Kyle Shanahan has his version of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay. So uh, then after Coach, after Coach Johnson uh, picked Zach Wilson, we had Ralph, uh, our draft expert analyst. Uh, he had control of the Chicago Bears uh, via uh, Atlanta. Uh, Ralph, who did you decide to uh, pick at the fourth spot with for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I think it all really starts with the move by Sedacious, you know, and, and, and you know, throwing a, a, a monkey wrench in the, the draft a little bit. Everybody thought that the Jets were going quarterback with, with Zach Wilson, um, and it shook up the board for, for a lot of teams. So, and if anything does happen like this in the actual draft, um, I, I think you're going to see teams try to rush up the board. Chicago was one of those teams where you heard all offseason, they, you know, we thought he was coming. You thought Russell Wilson was coming to Chicago. That's all the city thought for, for weeks and, and days on end during NFL free agency. We thought a deal was going to get done to finally get the Bears the quarterback that they need, uh, the franchise staple, and it just didn't happen. So uh, for us, when we saw, you know, a guy like Justin Fields available, um, you go and get him. Matt Nagy has not had a quarterback that is actually his guy that, that he's been a part of the draft with. Um, so we worked out a deal with Atlanta. Atlanta was looking to move back, and uh, we worked out a deal to to move up. So, and uh, we went with Justin Fields, a, a generational quarterback, and um, on our board, you know, one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the draft. Generational, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Let that man got be big Jim. <laughs> <laughs> he say got a big heart. <laughs> Oh, man, that was funny. That was funny. He's our uh, guy. He's our guy. <laughs> we believe in him. We he's believe in him. He's our guy. <laughs> he's our guy. Yeah, man. So, uh, after the fourth pick, uh, Ralph uh, had control over the Bears and taking Justin Fields. He uh, also had control over the fifth pick that went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Ralph, who did you decide to go with uh, at the fifth overall pick for the Bengals? We went with, you know, probably the uh, – arguably one of the best wide receivers in the draft. If, if you know, one, two, um, outside of Devontae Smith, you go and get a guy like Jamar Chase who played with Joe Burrow at LSU. Um, these guys were dynamic, you know, and, and won a national championship uh, a few years ago. Joe's been, you know, hounding for this guy. So for me, it was only right to go get a playmaker uh, to put alongside T. Higgins uh, and really make that Bengals offense explode. Um, I, I just don't know who's going to be able to guard both of those guys on the outside with Joe throwing to them. Oh, right on, man. And so uh, at the sixth pick was the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, via, uh, obviously, uh, the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. I want to say 76ers playoffs around, around the corner. <laughs> uh, forgive me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Miami Dolphins at the sixth pick, uh, I – had control over that team. I decided to go with Kyle Pitts at the tight end uh, position uh, for Florida. Obviously, uh, the grade and the um, just evaluating uh, Kyle Pitts' game is like he's at the tight end position, but he has the skill set and the just physical structure of a wide receiver. I think uh, with um, Tua still being young and being able to get a what is believed to be a big-time player uh, and Kyle Pitts, 
having them come together early in their careers and being able to develop a chemistry with one another as their offense is still being able to grow. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Uh, I think he's suspended or something like that. I'm not sure for how long. Uh, Will Fuller. Uh, so I know he's been nagged with injuries, and but the Dolphins have him, so hopefully he could be a piece. But, yeah, I'm really banking on having uh, the Dolphins be able to grab Kyle Pitts, uh, being able to build a strong foundation for that offense uh, moving forward in the future. Um, and so uh, Sedacious uh, was uh, controlling the Detroit Lions, who had the seventh pick. Uh, and Sedacious, you had uh, picked Panay. So, uh, offensive tackle from Oregon, what made you want to go with that pick? Uh, because I feel like we need the protection. Um, you can't never go wrong with picking the best offensive lineman in the draft. So, of course, I had to um, stiffen up the offensive line. Uh, I, we'll, we'll work out the rest of the positions later on. Right on, right on. So, uh, at the eighth pick, uh, Ralph had control over this team. Uh, and make sure you talk about that trade, too, that was uh, that allowed you, uh, Ralph, to move up to the eighth with the Patriots, the trade you made with the uh, Cardinals, Cardinals, Carolina Panthers. Uh, so, yeah, who did you decide to go with at the eighth pick for the New England Patriots, Ralph? And so I think this was part of the, the quarterbacks moving kind of down the draft, which I, I didn't necessarily expect. Um, the Patriots had a need, you know, uh, the Denver Broncos also have a need at nine. Um, and, you know, a lot of people talk about Bill Belichick never moving up and giving up away draft capital uh, to go snag a quarterback. They just hadn't had to, you know, before. So, you know, you've had Tom Brady there for the past 20 years. Uh, so for, for me, it was seeing a guy like Trey Lance, who they liked, um, very athletic quarterback, um, a little raw, you know, but a guy that they can still build the franchise around. Um, the Patriots made a lot of moves over the offseason, uh, spent a ton in free agency, have a lot of guys coming back, you know, post-COVID. Um, they're quarterback away. You know, you still got Cam there, but Trey Lance is a guy that, you know, uh, could push for some playing time, you know, day one. So uh, for me, it was only right. And uh, I think that we gave away uh, a first and uh, – 2022 first and a second round draft pick along with the first and this year's draft to swap and move up. So it made sense the Patriots find their guy and they move up and get him. Right on, man. Uh, so, Ralph, right. So I know you're the GM of this team and you're trying to like draft accordingly, right? Um, now, I would say I haven't really watched his highlight tape that much since the first time that I watched it. And I remember last year, I want to say that was against James Madison. I could be wrong, Christian, uh, when I had watched him. And it was like, oh, this is scary. Like, oh, man, the guy doesn't throw interceptions. He has no interceptions in all these passes. But I really feel like, dude, like the offense and like his like capability is like, I don't know if it's necessarily predicated off him just being like a supreme thrower of the football, more so than it is like dude can just like, constantly create yardage with his feet so like are you sold uh are you sold on him actually being able to get it done with his arm uh Ralph or do you just think he's like overall you know athletic with his feet 
I think you can do both. And I think if you look at the way the league has gone, you need a guy that can be a dual threat. You know, who are the best quarterbacks in the league right now? You know, uh, Kyler Murray, Deshaun, Lamar, Patrick Mahomes. Um, And this is a guy who can do a little bit of both. All right. Um, So, all right. So, after Ralph had, after Ralph, after Ralph with the eighth pick, uh, I had control over the Denver Broncos with the ninth pick, um, and I decided to go with uh, Mac Jones, a uh, quarterback from Alabama. Now I know people are like, oh well, they relatively got like a new quarterback with Drew Lock. Uh, I don't think you can necessarily be sold on Drew Lock right now, uh, and I don't think it hurts to bring in another young quarterback to see if you could have something far better than Drew Lock. Uh, maybe bringing in uh, Mac Jones um, may put a little bit of fire under Drew Locke and make him feel like he has to really compete and uh, play a little harder. Or, hey, maybe uh, him having this year, this full season under his belt, you know, he's able to take things away, you know, learn from him. He may improve. Uh, but I don't think uh, if I'm the Denver Broncos in that situation, I don't think it uh, it hurts to bring in another quarterback to see if you have someone else that is a uh, – ready now as opposed to uh, what Drew Locke has been able to produce in one game. So uh, that's why I chose to go with uh, Mac Jones from uh, for, from Alabama for the uh, ninth pick uh, for the uh, Denver Broncos. Yo, so Sedacious, uh, at the 10th pick, uh, Sedacious had control over the Dallas Cowboys at the 10th pick. Um, and obviously, you know, it was only right that he uh, had control over his Cowboys. Sedacious decided to go with uh, Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. Uh, Sedacious, why, why that move for your Dallas Cowboys? Because did you see my man's leg get snapped last year? <laughs> we are not trying to have that shit again this year. The first thing I'm doing is trying to stiffen up the offense, the offensive line, and then maybe – I will address the problems that we have on defense. But first things first, we need to protect our uh, our quarterback that just got rich as fuck. But yeah. Right on, right on. Uh, so after the Dallas Cowboys, uh, 10 pick, uh, moving on down the board at the 11 pick, the New York Giants were controlled by none other than Sean Hart Izzo. Sean Hart Izzo, 11th pick for the New York Giants. Who did you decide to go with? So at the 11th pick, we went with uh, Michael Parsons from Penn State. I decided to go with uh, the best player available, uh, in my opinion, on our board. Uh, generational talent at the linebacker position, uh, explosive sideline to sideline. Um, just a hybrid athlete at the position with the speed. Um, had a superb pro day, so he tested as good, you know, as he looked on film, pause. Um, but, yeah, so at the... At the 12th pick, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles um, were controlled by uh, our brother, uh, Black Peace, um, via a trade with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, Darnell decided to go with uh, Jalen Waddle uh, at wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, and you can break that down uh, for us, Coach Johnson. Yeah, I actually thought it was a pretty good pick. I know a lot of people here uh, were probably expecting them to go with uh, a corner um, because they, they, they showed at the corner position for, for a while now. Um, uh, but I think uh, with them going with uh, 
Jalen Hurts at quarterback, uh, being able to have more weapons on the field so they can actually uh, go against some of these top-notch defenses uh, in, in their division, right? Uh, Washington football team has a defense that's no joke. Uh, the, the New York Giants uh, sneakily ha have a very good defense. And as we see the, by the pick before them, uh, they're getting better. So uh, for them to have uh, uh, Jalen Waddle to create separation, uh, to pair with uh, Jalen Rager um, and uh, uh, what they got going on in the offense there, uh, they, they may be able to, to help Jalen Hurts look a little bit better. So I, I like the pick there. So, so this is a – yo, so uh... – after the after that uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, pick at the 12th pick, uh, the 13th pick, we have the Baltimore Ravens. I was controlling that team. If y'all are avid listeners of this podcast, y'all know how how much I cringe at the uh, Baltimore Ravens <laughs> offense as it relates to uh, Lamar Jackson uh, throwing the football and whether whether or not he has the appropriate weapons. Uh, so the Ravens were at the 27th pick. Uh, I traded up for the – I traded up to the 13th pick, uh, giving away uh, that 27th pick, uh, the second – the second – the second round overall 58 pick and a 2022 uh, second round pick, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I made that trade uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers. And so uh, my mindset and moving up is that I really and truly wanted to get Lamar Jackson, the best wide receiver available. Uh, and I didn't want to hope and wish and pray that uh, a great wide receiver would still be on the board by the 27th pick. So I decided to trade up and try to get someone as soon as I could and not take any chances. And with that 13th pick for the Baltimore Ravens, I decided to uh, draft Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Um, I think, uh, obviously, because uh, Minnesota may have not necessarily been in the spotlight or been in that many big-time games as the uh, Jamar Chases and Jalen Waddles and Devontae Smith. I think he may be slightly overlooked. I know on PFF, uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, they have him uh, under those quarterbacks. But I wouldn't be surprised if that uh, if uh, Rashad Bateman uh, turned out to have better careers than uh, all those guys. Maybe it may be it may be a slight edge or back and forth for him and uh, Jamar Chase because I agree with Ralph wholeheartedly. Like that uh, chemistry uh, with um, Joe Burrow uh, being in uh, being in Cincinnati. Like I think that's gonna I think that's gonna hurt them a lot. But uh, yeah, don't sleep on Rashad Bateman, and I think this is a best pick. I think with this pick alone. I think you got to give the Baltimore Ravens overall A plus and the draft they could possibly land Rashad Bateman. So that is why I decided to go with uh, Rashad Bateman uh, at the 13th pick for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and after that pick, after that pick, appreciate it. Uh, moving on to the 14th pick, Minnesota Vikings were controlled by uh, Black Peace. Uh, and he decided to go with J.C. Horn, cornerback from uh, South Carolina. And uh, you can break that one down for us, Coach Johnson. Yeah, so uh, so again here, this may be a surprise to even some of the Vikings fans and people who might have expected them maybe to go offensive line or uh, go somewhere on the defensive line. But uh, they made a lot of moves in uh, free agency to, to handle that defensive line. And Mike Zimmer, a defensive head coach, had a pretty bad defense last year. So I'm not surprised at the pick going uh, with a defensive guy. Yes, they got Patrick Peterson. Um, uh, in free agency, but he really didn't play like the Pat P we knew of in the past last year. So 
solidifying that cornerback position with J.C. Horn, who is a dog, uh, is uh, it, it was was a good pick there. Um, you know, maybe uh, Patrick Sertan might have been a better guy, but you know, you, you hey, you can't go wrong with this guy here. So, uh, so so I like the pick there. So at the 15th pick, uh, we have the Carolina Panthers who uh, received that pick uh, trading uh, down uh, with the uh, New England Patriots. Sedacious was controlling the uh, Carolina Panthers. He decided to go with Quiddy Pay, edge rusher from Michigan. Sedacious, or uh, why Quiddy Pay for the Carolina Panthers? Uh, uh, to be honest, America, I drafted ill. Um, Carolina does need offense. I do not know why I picked that. Oh, because he was like one of the best players on the board. So I was like, why not grab one of the best players on the board? So it's got a great name too. Right. Appreciate <laughs> it, Ralph. Yeah. Hey, Fantastic name. And also too, man, I mean, they could build through that defense. Uh they'll probably with, with that pick, they would they would probably have one of the better offensive lines. And so you right. know you still gotta yeah, start. America, that's why I got a coach Johnson to help me out like that. Yeah, yeah, you still you got you got Tom, you still got Tom Brady in the division. Uh, getting getting to him uh, to, to create pressure is gonna gonna be you know keys to victory there. Atlanta's gonna have a better offense this year, um, you know, uh, as well as the Saints. So getting to those quarterbacks, uh, you might be able to create some turnovers and uh, get the ball to Sam Darnold on the offensive side. Get you a coach Johnson. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah. And uh, before we keep uh, digging down uh, into the uh, first round uh, draft picks, uh, again, you're listening to the Respect the Game podcast, um, NFL Mock Draft uh, Special Edition. Um, so, yeah, um, like I said before, we have had episodes where we have given out great knowledge and insight on the game. And then a couple of days or weeks later, it has somehow matriculated into the mainstream Internet. So, um, you know, feel free uh, to bet on these picks, if you will. Uh, if you cash out, make sure you show love. <laughs> uh, if you don't cash out, hey, you grown. You have the choice not to do what I said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Break us off if you cash out on this, please. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so uh, moving back on uh, to the draft, man, uh, 16 pick, uh, on our draft board uh, was with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Sean Hart Izzo had control over that pick. Sean Hart Izzo at the 16th pick for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, who did you decide to go with? So we decided to go with uh, the protege, uh, second heir of his name, house second, Patrick Sertain Jr. from the DBU, Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, at the 16th pick, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, we went on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we did lose one of our uh, better cornerstone pieces throughout our franchise's tenure for the past 10 years, Patrick Peterson, uh, in free agency. But uh, the way he was playing, uh, I won't say good riddance, but uh, they definitely could you know, use some assistance at that position. And uh, just due to, uh, I mean, he, he, I think he mimics his father from the sense of just a, a well-rounded corner. Um, he's going to be a technician, just uh, being coached by Nick Saban naturally. So um, he excels at the little things. And uh, I just think that's going to translate with his natural instincts uh, on the next level. Uh, though he may not be the, the perfect size for the position, I think he makes up uh, with just natural instinct, ball skills, and just a, a, a well-rounded, uh, just overall coverage. 
Uh, right on, man. Uh, so after that, uh, 17 pick Las Vegas Raiders, controlled by Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson, 17 pick Las Vegas Raiders. Who did you decide to go with? Yeah, we went on ahead and uh, uh, went with the uh, the next best uh, offensive tackle uh, in the uh, in the draft, Christian Derisaw, who uh, actually might end up being one of the, one of the, uh, the best in the league. Uh, he has a lot of experience going against some of the top. Uh, edge rushers in the uh in the draft uh you know uh the guys from miami he handled those guys pretty well uh boogie basham who's probably gonna be a second round pick he handled him pretty well uh, so uh so he has a lot of a lot of good experience uh we got rid of a lot of linemen uh during free agency so we got to retool that line so we can try to put some points on the board and win some games in the nfc west or afc west sorry Right on. Uh, next up, 18th pick, Miami Dolphins, controlled by myself. I decided to take Wyatt Davis, guard from Ohio State for Miami Dolphins. Again, you got Kyle Pitts. You got Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Um, just trying to build and cultivate their offense uh, as much as possible. Uh, defense was very, very much so uh, good last year. Um, so, uh not necessarily eager to try to make any defensive picks this early in the draft. Really want to try to put a concentration on uh, building that uh, offense uh, for the future uh, as it relates to the uh, Miami Dolphins. So, again, I chose to go uh, with at the 18th pick for the Miami Dolphins. I chose to, I chose to select Wyatt Davis, guard from Ohio State. Uh, after that, we had the 19th pick controlled uh, by Coach Johnson. Uh, at the 19th pick, we had the Washington football team. Coach Johnson, a uh, 19 pick Washington football team. Who did you decide to go with? Yeah, we went with the next best linebacker uh, on the board here, uh, Jeremiah Awusakormor, a guy who can fly around the field. He's great in coverage. He'll come down and thump you. Uh, we're trying to make our defense a little bit better, man. Uh, and so uh, pretty much everywhere on our defense was good, except for the linebacker spot. John Boss is getting a little older. Um, our offense is actually looking pretty nice, you know, with the moves that we made in the uh, – in the uh, offseason, but we are not done. We're going to continue to tour this thing. Going to uh, have a repeat as uh, NFC East division champs. Right on. 20th pick, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they acquired that uh, pick via a uh, trade with the Chicago Bears. Uh, Coach Johnson controls the uh, Atlanta Falcons at the 20th pick. Coach Johnson, who did you decide to select at the 20th pick for the Atlanta Falcons? We got Listen here, it's a take. This might be the best player of the draft. Might be the best player of the draft. Coming out of high school, he was the number one prospect in the nation. Jalen Phillips, edge rusher. Went to UCLA, transferred, went to Miami. Yes, he had some issues with concussions in the past, had to retire, but the guys put together. Uh, our defense last year was toe up from the flow up. Right. We got Dean Pease coming in here. Everything starts with the line. We're going to get some pressure uh, in the backfield against these guys. We're going to make Sam Darnold look like, uh, you know, the Panthers made a bad decision there. We're going to retire Tom Brady. Right. We're going to make Jameis throw uh, uh, passes to us, not to his guys like he's been doing his entire career. And Jalen Phillips is going to be the guy to help us do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Falcons. Yeah, I heard it here first. 
um, hot take, but I believe he stands on it. It didn't sound like he was straddling the fence in any way. Uh, 20th pick, Coach yeah. Johnson, Jalen Phillips. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, Jalen Phillips, you heard it here first on the uh, Respect the Game podcast, may be the best pick in the draft. Don't sleep on him. Do not sleep on him. So, uh, at the 21st overall pick, uh, which the Indianapolis Colts had, uh, that was controlled by our boy Sean Hart Izzo. Uh, the, for the 21st overall pick, the Colts decided to select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Sean Hart Izzo, uh, why Tevin Jenkins? Um, I just believe that uh, Carson Wentz has had a, you know, history with injuries and not being available. So I think the best thing that we could have done is kind of bolster that offensive line. Uh, with the next best available tackle, which would be, you know, Jenkins, who's a versatile guy, showing himself pretty consistent throughout his career. Uh, and I uh, feel like he'll be a, a plug-and-play player uh, that they'll use rather immediately um, throughout that rotation. And maybe a cornerstone piece, who knows? But um, I know that uh, the main need for that team is to, you know, protect Carson with the newly found asset that they got, you know, via free agency. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I say this? Sean Hart Izzo has had a sneaky, exceptional draft. Oh, yeah, man. I do my research. <laughs> hey, uh, as a Jaguars fan, uh, I would hate this pick. Uh, to see uh, uh, Jenkins, who is – Probably the, the the biggest mauler, best run run uh, blocking tackle in the draft. Uh, line up next to Quentin Nelson. Woo! I'm talking about. It. I mean, man, uh, and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield there, uh, and you know uh, Frank Wright actually likes to run the ball more than he likes to pass it. Uh, though he'll set up some nice things for Carson. So uh, in the AFC South division, that's going to be um, man, that's going to be a matchup that I, I'm not going to like. So. Uh, that's a very, very, very good pick there. Yeah, man. Uh, so at the 22nd pick, uh, the Tennessee Titans had that pick. That pick was controlled by Sedacious. Sedacious with the 22nd overall pick for the Tennessee Titans. You decided to select Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle uh, from Michigan. Why that pick, my kind sir? Um, so to kind of piggyback off Coach, uh, the AFC South is shaping up to be pretty interesting. So I just wanted to put some more beef back there to have uh, Derek Henry. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it wasn't enough that you said beef. You said put some more beef back there. <laughs> 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 okay, so to, to, to beef up the offensive line for Derrick Henry, I was uh, trying to give my boy Lawan some uh, some help, and so I'm, uh, I'm addressing the need. And uh, yeah, so we are we are uh, they they want to run the ball, they want to continue to be uh, run first offense. So uh, I want to help them help them do that. Yeah, and I like I like that too. Bringing the big house to the south. Both uh both tackles now will be Michigan men. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, man. All righty, man. So uh the uh 23rd pick, uh the New York Jets had that pick. 
uh, via trade with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, Sedacious, you also controlled the 23rd pick for the New York Jets. You decided to go with uh, Caleb Farley, cornerback from uh, Virginia Tech. Why that pick for the New York Jets? Uh, again, uh, addressing a need. Um, I wanted to beef up the defense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all were going to give me that song. Hey, but, hey, Isaac, Isaac, he thought about it and he looked at you and was like, he's not going to let me see it. <laughs> right, right, I do it. I do it. I'm like, God damn it. Who I'm sitting next to? Why would you say anything? Bro, I didn't say the same thing. I just knew it was going to come out. So anyway, I, I'm addressing the need as far as the defense. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens for, for my picks later on. But yeah, right now I'm addressing the need that we need on defense. Which is a corner. We haven't had, we haven't won, haven't had one sufficient enough since the rarity. Yeah. Hey, and this, this, this is the best corner that you guys will have talent wise. And he might be as good as Darrell Rivas. I know that's, that's a, a large take, but he has the talent for that, the size for that. Uh, obviously, the back injury is why he slid and, um, you know, I'll figure that out. But I would love to see what he can do in, uh, in that defense there with uh, Robert Sala. Right on. Uh, 24th pick, Pittsburgh Steelers. Christian, Coach Johnson controlled the 24th overall pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coach Johnson, who did you decide to go with? Well, Pittsburgh at uh, number 24. Uh, this is a uh, uh, analytics uh, no-no, what I did, but I decided to go with Najee Harris, the best back in the in the draft. Uh, and, hey, you know. It's old. The best running back in the draft, Najee Harris. This is debatable. Is he not? I mean, hey, that, that kid out of uh, North Carolina, yeah, there's, there's, you know. I like, I like Javante Williams. There, there, there's, there's, there's an argument to be had there, but the size, the speed, the catching ability, the, the, the dynamism um, is, is definitely there. Um, you know, we haven't had a bet like this since Lev Bell. Um, you know, our last game. Been through the ball, I think, 63 times or something like that. He's getting old. We gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta surround him with weapons. Um, as far as offensive line, yes, I know a lot of people would want us to choose an offensive lineman at this point. We felt that the premium offensive linemen were, were already chosen at this part. Uh, and so we decided, hey, let's go ahead and help out with getting the dynamic running back. Coach Johnson, uh, you also controlled the 25th overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you got that pick from the Los Angeles Rams. Coach Johnson, who did you decide to go with for the 25th overall pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yes, well, uh, you know, this is the this is the pick that we traded uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, for here. And uh, we decided to go with uh, Kadarius Toney, right? Uh, Urban Meyer has talked about uh, providing, uh, you know, getting speed on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Kadarius Tony four three eight at his pro day, uh, a lot faster than what people thought he would have ran. Uh, he uh, is a guy who could take it to the house at, at any point. And so uh, we were surrounding Trevor with weapons. We already have DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, and Marvin uh, Jones. So he doesn't have to immediately come out and uh, be the number one guy. We can work him in. Uh, and we can just, you know, uh, have weapons on weapons on weapons on the field and really change this thing in Jacksonville. 
Oh, right on. So uh, 26 overall pick, obviously the Cleveland Browns are coming off, uh, I guess you could say, a historical uh, season that they've had, that they haven't had in a very long time. Uh, they had the 26 overall pick. That pick was controlled by uh, Black Peace. He decided to go with Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Mississippi, Ole Miss. Uh, Coach Johnson, break that pick down for us. Yeah, so this this is a, a kind of a surprise pick again uh, for uh, for most folks, um, uh, but this pick uh, does make a little sense. Uh, uh, you know, hey, uh, you can you already have Odell there. You already have uh, Jarvis Landry, um, and you you want to say something real quick? He he was he was one of the slot guys. Am I correct? Or Elijah Moore? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. Yeah. So you are, you already have Odell there. You already have uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, adding this, he gives Baker Mayfield another weapon, right? Uh, he's coming up on uh, contract year here, um, and uh, you know, got uh, got to score points. So uh, yes, they still have that two-headed monster in the backfield. But um, adding this here, uh, we're coming up on uh, uh, the end of Jarvis Landry's Jarvis Landry's contract. So this could be his replacement long term. <laughs> So, uh, beautiful people out there listening, uh, we are slowly creeping towards the end of the first round on our NFL mock draft. Uh, so, we're going into the 27th pick. Uh, and before we get there, this is where the, the – the, for when we, when we did our mock draft is when it really, really got interesting because we all know that Coach Johnson's heart lies with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So, there are some picks coming up that uh, pissed him the hell off uh, on the draft board. So uh, going into the uh, 27th overall pick, uh, which was controlled by uh, Ralph, our mock draft uh, expert analyst, uh, he was controlling the uh, LA Chargers and he made the trade with me who was controlling the Baltimore Ravens. He's at the 27th overall pick. Uh, Ralph, who did you decide to go with for the 27th overall pick? controlling the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Yeah, we went with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, interior offensive lineman out of USC. Uh, this kind of came down to a, a value pick. Uh, to, to me, he was – the Chargers could use some offensive line help. Uh, Justin Herbert was sacked a lot last year. He's a franchise quarterback. They've got a lot of other pieces. Um, uh, arguably, they could have used a, another wide receiver. Um, whether Mike Williams would be there long term is, is questionable. But, you know, I, I think – O-line is a priority for, for that organization. Um, and Elijah Vera Tucker was a little too hard to pass up from a value standpoint at, at this point in the draft. Um, big office alignment, nice interior fit. Um, and it's a guy who, you know, can, can fight for some early play time there. So uh, that's why we went with the uh, Vera Tucker early on. Coach Johnson, why do you look so disinterested? <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. While, while he was talking, I was thinking about what that 33rd pick going to be. Uh, I actually I, – I, I like some uh, different options here uh, that my first option is gone. So, I like – Yeah, I was like, you ain't really got no choice but to like some other options. <laughs> 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 oh, but, yo, yo, uh, so moving on, 20, 28th overall pick, uh, New Orleans Saints was controlled by Ralph. Also, Ralph, 28th overall pick for the New Orleans Saints. Who did you decide to go with? Uh, for the Saints, a couple of needs uh, for the team right now. Uh, quarterback, you you got Drew Brees retiring, so you know quarterback is is a is a big need. Um, 
wide receiver. You know, they need some other, you know, firepower uh, in, in that department as well. Uh, but also cornerback. You know, the, the, the division has changed a little bit. Um, Brady's throwing in the round left and right. And, and this team has kind of transformed uh, to the point where the defense has to really hold it down for the Saints week in and week out. They can still, you know, score points. But in order for them to be elite, I think you're going to have to rely on a strong defense. I think they need some cornerback help. Uh, Greg Newsom is a guy who, you know, has played well in a conference like the Big Ten. Um, he's very versatile at the cornerback position, can play zone, can play man, good feet, um, slightly undersized. But he's a guy that can play multiple positions uh, for a team that plays a lot of dime. Um, to me, a value pick you couldn't pass up. Um, a lot of the other, you know, premium wide receivers were taken at this point that that I felt, um, you know, you could still find some value at the wide right receiver position later in the draft. Um, so I, I felt that you, you know, kind of had to get it, one of the better cornerbacks in, in Greg Newsom. Right on. So after that 28th pick, we move on to the 29th pick of the Green Bay Packers. That was controlled by uh, me. I decided to go with uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver uh, from LSU. Uh, a value piece, the Packers, obviously, that was on their 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 list of needs going into this draft, uh, a wide receiver. Um, there were other receivers out there on the board. Obviously, Devontae and Jamar were taken. Um, and I, I like this pick because um, I just like his size. And so uh, you look at his highlight tape, um, he can catch contested balls, he can get open. And so working with uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's not like you have to do much because he's going to make your job somewhat easy with his throwing capability. So uh, I think this was a no-brainer um, for the Green Bay Packers. If they get this opportunity to take Terrence Marshall Jr., I think they need to jump on it at the uh, 29th overall pick. So, yeah, uh, I decided to pick Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver from LSU. Uh, for the Green Bay Packers at the 29th overall pick. Uh, then we move on to the pick 30, uh, the Buffalo Bills controlled by Sean Hart Izzo. Sean Hart Izzo, uh, 30th pick, Buffalo Bills. Who did you decide to go with? Um, I decided to go with uh, a league pick. I believe uh, the Bills, it was evident that they needed help on the defensive side of the ball, and I believe you know, with the new head coach that they have, uh, they'll be uh, defensive-minded, and this player will have the chance to uh, be coached up pretty well. So I went with a linebacker out of Missouri, uh, Nick Bolton. Um, probably, arguably, one of the more instinctive linebackers uh, in the draft. Um, was around a, a lot of PBUs, uh, had two interceptions over the past two years. Uh, over his tenure there uh, at Missouri. And I just believe, uh, you know, he has things you can't coach, like I said, instincts. But uh, I believe he'll have the opportunity to, to grow as a player uh, within that defensive scheme that they have. Uh, 31, 31st overall pick, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, losing in the Super Bowl to what he did. Obviously, no one was expecting it. Struggling at the line. I was. Uh, Struggling, <laughs> struggling at the line. Um, yeah, Sean Hart Izzo also controlled the Kansas City Chiefs 31st overall pick. Sean Hart Izzo, who did you decide to pick for the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, uh, 
in the Super Bowl, man, they tackles got exposed. Um, they got their ass kicked early and often. Um, I know Eric Fisher did go down, uh, but uh, Mitchell Schwartz was all also down as well. Um, so given that being that they, you know, lost both of those guys, you know, via free agency, uh, you know, and due to injury, uh, we got to go tackle right here. So I decided to uh, go with the tackle out of the University of Texas at Austin, uh, Samuel uh, Cosme. Um, the guy has literally uh, had over 1,500 snaps in his Texas career. Um, and Pro Football Focus actually had him rated um, as a 90 uh, in his pass blocking, and I believe that'll be uh, a welcome and needed addition, uh, you know, to that potent Kansas City offense, and hopefully it'll give Patrick Mahomes some life back there, and he won't be you know, getting his ass kicked like that and losing my fucking money. <laughs> Man, I, but yeah. <laughs> Yo, I remember, uh, I remember that episode. It's not reliving. <laughs> all right, man, all right. Uh, so, um, as we wrap up the first round um, of this uh, draft special, mock draft podcast of the Respect the Game podcast, the last pick followed behind the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Super Bowl uh, champions, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 32nd overall pick. <laughs> if you're watching this, you can see Coach Johnson shaking his head uh, because of the sadness. Uh, immediately, we, we didn't do the second-round draft picks, uh, but after the 32nd overall pick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the very next pick, the 33rd overall pick in round two, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And obviously, like we said, Coach Johnson is biased and trying to build up his Jaguars. Uh, but good thing I was born at night and not last night. Uh, so me controlling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, some of the needs for the Bucs was a quarterback, defensive interior, and safety. They were fortunate enough to uh, keep most of all their defensive key players, if not all. And I say, uh, if I'm the Buccaneers, I am riding the Tom Brady train to the wheels fall off. I'm not trying to plan for the future. I'm going to try to, <laughs> I, was about to I was about to pull the sedations. I'm going to try and surround Tom Brady with, with as many weapons as possible. Uh, and so I decided to go with uh, a tight end from Penn State, uh, Pat Freermuth. Forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, dog. Um, but yeah, Pat Freermuth. Um, Fryer. Fryer. Freermuth. Get it right. I had time. I had time to get it right since I got him. Freermuth. Uh, Pat Freermuth. Oh uh, yeah, I decided to select Pat Freermuth, tight end from Penn State, with the 32nd overall pick from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you watch this guy play, uh, he's referred to as a uh, baby Gronk. I mean, and like if a guy's referred to as a baby Gronk, and you got Tom Brady as your quarterback, you're a damn fool not to select him. Uh, and I really think it's as simple as that. Uh, but if you go look at his tape, uh, guy can catch uh he can catch the deep ball he can catch the contested balls i mean he's baby Gronk, so i mean that's that's self-explanatory yeah man so uh that is the special edition of the respect the game 2021 nfl mock draft obviously there will be plenty more in the very near future again you can bet your money on these picks if you cash out on them show us love if you don't cash out on them you lose money you're a grown person nobody told you you have to cash out on them 
Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, is there anything else y'all want to add with these picks, Coach Johnson? Like, it, with with all the that, with all that just happened, and obviously your picks getting stolen. Well, not even stolen. You just not getting what you wanted. Like, what yeah. what was your foresight on how you was going to try to continue to like build this team up for uh Trevor Lawrence? Well, uh, I think I think you know. Well, one thing I'm surprised about is how many great defensive players that did not get drafted in the first round. Um, you know, so you have, uh, uh, you know, a lot of edge guys. You, you only had two edge guys that were drafted in the first round, and most mock drafts were having, like, five edge guys go in the first round. So Greg Rousseau still on the board. Aziz Ojolari is still on the, on the board. Uh, Jason Owe is still on the board. You still have Christian Barrymore still on the board, who uh, on PFF's draft, uh, uh, draft board is number 12. And then you also have Trayvon Moore. So, um, you know, uh, the, the number one safety uh, in, in the draft. So there's a lot of defensive players on the board there uh, that's available. Uh, you also have uh, Travis Etienne, you know, uh, yeah. you know, pair him up with, uh, with Trevor Lawrence. You never know. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, in the around there. Live the rapper. Uh, you won't. You only got to make one pick. We just did the first run, so you only got to do one pick for your Dallas Cowboys. But uh, going into next week's uh, draft, uh, what 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 would make you happy as a Dallas Cowboys fan? Like, what do you want to see the Cowboys actually do in the draft that make would comfort you and thinking y'all gonna do something this year? Uh, actually, give a fuck about some defense. <laughs> But if you go all the way back to when I was telling you, we were talking about this, I knew this nigga was going to look at me. <laughs> I said, if you get back a defense, the sky's the limit. If you get him a defense, he can, he can pull the shit show of an offense together. Just get him a defense to when they fuck some shit up, the defense can back him up. We can't have them fucking shit up and then the defense giving away points. Defense. Uh, defense. So we don't have to, we don't have to touch on uh the uh Houston Texans. Uh but Sean Hart is a I know a team that you're adamant about their success and even last year uh was the Arizona Cardinals. Is that a team you still banking on to have a great year going into the season, or do you have any other potential teams on your on your radar? I, absolutely. I, I believe that the Arizona Cardinals will expound on a, on a growing year yet again. Um, and I, I just believe with the addition of A.J. Green, I mean, the guy holds the NFL record for the most consecutive thousand-yard seasons to, you know, start a career. You don't accidentally do that by just being average or even just slightly above average. So you pair that with DeAndre Hopkins, the bona fide number one, uh, in addition to, you know, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, who's the age this wonder seemingly still. And uh with Isabella who also has four three speed, I just think that offense has got that much more potent. And if the draft does shake out the way, you know, I do plan it, uh, you know, if they do end up getting Patrick Sertain Jr., you know, I just think that uh they'll definitely be making some noise in the NFC West, man. It'll be a, a division that will be it'll be up for grabs for definitely. Right on, yo, Ralph. So, with all these picks that we made in the first uh, first round, obviously nobody <clears throat> nobody took the uh, Florida guy Kyle Trask. Is there any uh, 
potential landing spot you see for Kyle Trask that uh, could work out in his favor uh, long term? Uh, I see Kyle Trask has a round two, round three draft pick. Um, I I could see him coming to a place like Chicago, you know, or or, or even the Saints, you know, if they um, don't handle, you know, the quarterback uh, position early and, and draft up to take him. Um, ideally, I, I think Kyle Trask in a, in a backup role in, in some capacity, um, you know, could be a fit to lengthen out his career. I don't think you put him in a situation where he comes in and, and has to be number one day one. Um, and which is why, uh, you know, uh, I kind of like a situation for him like the Saints, uh, with a, you know, a, a coach like Sean Payton that could scheme him up. Um, you know, he, he's a trash is an X and no guy. So, you know, placing him somewhere like that, um, I, I think would be fantastic for him. Obviously, his last game wasn't necessarily a game you really want to remember uh, from a college player. Absolutely not. Uh, was that just an unfortunate bad day, or in that game did you did you sense a cause of like worry with him trying to make that transition to the NFL? Uh, not at all. You know, I I think the the kid's gonna be a good pro. Uh, he's gonna have a long career in the NFL. The last game was a result of, of having a depleted team. You know, half the defense wasn't there. Uh, the majority of his playmakers were not there, um, and the kid tried to step up and do a little bit too much, but. Um, he had a great season, a Heisman, you know, um, run. And, you know, I think the kids going to have a good NFL career. What is your what is your heart like, Saints or Bears? Saints, <laughs> for sure. All day, I just, Saints. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just had to ask for the people. I just had to ask for the people. Saints, for sure. Uh, Coach Johnson, you have any uh, closing remarks on uh, this year's 2021 NFL uh, draft? I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot of surprises uh, this year like we do every year. Um, I'm excited to see if something like uh, what we saw, you know, in our draft uh, happens with the New York Jets. Uh, you know, uh, I've told you guys about a theory that I have. We might see it happen in our uh, – our uh, round two uh, mark draft there that this could actually be uh, something that we could see. Uh, so I, I would love to see what the Jags do, you know, uh, 11 picks. So uh, we'll see, man. I think I think uh, a lot of teams that have been at the bottom of the league can make some moves um, in the draft to, to really set themselves up. So we'll see. It'll be exciting. I'm excited for the Dolphins as well, man. I, I think the Dolphins have a lot of draft capital and, you know, they've made a lot of good moves over the past um, – two years, so to see them add a, a couple of extra pieces. If they end up with a Kyle Pitts um, down there, I, I think that's big for them. Um, but, you know, I, I think just overall from um, our mock drive, if anything happens at, at the top of the board with those quarterbacks falling, you know, I, I just think the, the theme of, of our draft was you're going to have a lot of teams trading up. You're going to have a lot of movement uh, within the draft, and that's going to affect a lot of other things, like Christian said before. Um, Jalen Phillips going at 20 is a steal. You know, I, I, I didn't even realize he was still available on the board, um, you know, that low. So I think a, a lot of things could shake up. And, um, you know, I, I think we gave the people uh, uh, an eye into possibly what will actually happen in the draft, you know, because I, I think somebody is, is playing some games and, and there's definitely some teams that will try to rapidly move up to get the guy that they want. Um, and like Ralph said, 
Um, we're definitely giving you insight. So again, feel free to cash out on this mock draft. Um, if it works out, show love. If it don't, nobody told you you had to do what we told you to do. You're a grown person. Uh, but yeah, man, this is the Respect the Game podcast, special 2021 NFL mock draft edition. Thank you, beautiful people, for tuning in, listening to us, and watching us. As always, we do not take it for granted. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, retweet, share, all that good stuff. Uh, we're going pretty soon. We're going to be sending out uh, just some fan comments and stuff like that from everybody that's been rocking with us on the show uh, and showing us love on all social media platforms. Uh, before we sign out, we definitely got to say big ups, big thanks again to our uh, NFL uh, draft expert analyst. That being uh, Ralph, as I like to call him, Raphael De La Ghetto. Um, yeah, man, Ralph, if you want to, you can give the people any of your socials or if, you know, you want the people to follow you out there. Uh, if y'all want him on y'all show, y'all going to have to drop the bag. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, thank you guys for having me. This was fun. I uh, enjoyed being on the pod. Hit me back up whenever you guys want me back on. Uh, pleasure, you know, kicking it with you guys for, you know, for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I'm on Twitter. Um, you can find me on, on most, you know, social media, Raphael underscore Johnson. Easy. So that's it. Right on. Got the government on the live. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yo, we'll see you beautiful people next week. Um, and thank you for listening. This is the Respect the Game podcast.